0: Welcome back to, um, oh, Jesus. Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your co-hosts, Tiffany Ian, on behalf of Alexis and Nicole. Welcome to the show. So this week, we are going to cover all of the wrestling news that happened. There were so many stories and so much to talk about. We tried to cover as much as possible. So if you guys are listening or ready to listen, then sit back, relax, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Down for the Count Wrestling News. One, welcome back everybody to John for the Count. I'm one third of your host, Tiffany E, and I, as always, always have the other two. <laughs> we got Alexis and Nicole. Say hi. Feel the love, man.
1: <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> I haven't even said anything yet. God, damn. damn.
0: <laughs> I'm joking. I love them. They're like family. So anyway, it's it's been a very very um. Hyper week for wrestling Okay, so there's a lot We're going to try to get it in This may end up being a two-parter Because this is a lot First things first There have been some deaths in the wrestling community And we have to at least pay our respects So first things first The WWE legend Kamala Passed away He was 70 Um, Kamala suffered from a lot of Health problems But We are still saddened that he passed away, and we do send our condolences to his family and friends, and of course, his fans, so rest in peace, Kamala, and on the indie scene, there was a wrestler by the name of Marvelous Mitch um, Ryder, his name is Marvelous Mitch Ryder, and he passed away at 48. Now, they didn't announce how he passed away or what his cause of death was, but some of the WWE stars like Lindsay Dorado and Grandma Talik tweeted about him earlier this week. So we send our condolences to his family, his friends, and his family, his fans as well. So we're going to move into happier news. Kurt
2: um, Angle. Is- also, one second before we go on happier. So I didn't know, well, this is me being your, um, ignorant because, again, once wrestlers are at a certain age I don't like breaking kayfabe but also Kamala's real name was um James Harris so I just think that's he just had like such a normal such a normal <laughs> name for the type of character that he that he played but um RIP to him but yes. yeah we do have some happier news at least
0: yeah Kurt Angle has been seven years sober And if you didn't know, Kurt Angle did have um, an addiction issue that happens a lot with a lot of wrestlers, especially... Percocets. It was Percocets he had the problem with? Percocets. He, like,
1: it was Percocets. Well, it was, like, heavy-duty painkillers, and it was
0: a lot to do because of his neck. That seems to be a common trend amongst a lot of wrestlers. And Tim. So... Kurt Angle is seven years sober, and he's been celebrating his seven years. So congratulations to you on your sobriety, Mr. Angle. I, I'm, <laughs> really,
1: I'm really glad that um Kurt, Kurt Angle is still around. Um, just, Like, he was definitely one of those people. Because, like, you see, like, I don't want to say he was a celebrity, but he was, like, the gold medalist, and that was his gimmick. Like he was one of the very few people at the time who transferred so smoothly from once like one sport to professional wrestling. and he did it with such ease. And uh, I'm just happy he's still here and that he's still able to walk cause the shit he put his body through, holy fucking God.
0: He barely can walk. he He walks with his knees bent all the time. but i'm he he's still here. he's still kicking. And he was still able to wrestle, so that you that says a lot because a lot of wrestlers can't do that. So, so, I'm happy for you, and I hope you continue to stay sober. That way you can celebrate 20 years, and and if it, if it, if the Lord lets you live that long. So, have
1: you guys ever seen Kurt Angle's TikToks with his family?
0: No, he
1: has a TikTok. I know his wife is hot though. His yeah, like he he upgraded. Um not, yeah. uh, He had he. It's a TikToker. He just makes stupid videos with them, and it's just like him. It's basically like him being his wrestling character. Like, cause I loved heel angle. I didn't I didn't really appreciate it when I was younger, but now when I go back and see that, I'm like he was good as a heel and he was good as a face. But yeah. it's like, he's kind of like the fall guy to like his family's antics. And it's actually kind of cute because like his little, his youngest daughter, there's a video where she put him in the ankle lock and he wasn't really faking it. Like she legit put him in the ankle lock. (laughs) And I was like, who's going to fuck with this little kid when she grows up? Like,
0: I'm good
1: with that.
0: (laughs) That's cute. I'm glad he has some good, some fun with his family. That's cute. Well, all right. Let's get it into this people speaking
1: of TikToks, though um before we start we always want to say a happy birthday to a friend of ours and a fellow guest on the show wrestle shade um if you guys don't follow him go follow him he is fucking hilarious
2: and uh yeah, that stupid dance to that that drake beat you know what i'm talking about the tizzy flight or whatever it's no, called. no god no it's he just posted it or he's like doing that weird arm bullshit oh yeah yeah like I said I because I was laughing about that like forever when I was at my friends the other day and I was like I'm literally (laughs) going to record I was like someone's gonna have to record me doing that on the houseboat because I was like we have to and then we're like yeah I was like we have to make like obnoxious like when you guys see, like, the photos and stuff, it's it's going to be it's gonna be an obnoxious trip. But we're, like, he was, like, honestly, if we're going to be on, like, basically a million-dollar fucking boat, you, he's, like, we have to. I was, like, well, <laughs> we're going to be one of those. He's, like, we're going to be those people that weekend. He's, like, yeah. It's
1: whatever.
0: <laughs> I think you should live your
1: best life. Who's going to stop you nowadays, man? So, I mean, fuck. Um, All
0: right.
1: happy birthday sure. Russell Shade
0: happy you, birthday Russell Shade
2: I will dedicate that dance to you
1: <laughs> you ultra super extra motherfucker happy birthday <laughs> right because Russell Shade be going off on his TikTok
0: I, I alright
1: thanks because of that man anymore I really can't like my whole- <laughs> I will
2: never forget because this was the one I think that was like one of the first videos I saw of him and it was, what was it? Was it, was it Super Showdown? It was something. It was when Finn Balor was still Icy Champ. And he had, and he had, like, those, like, fucking demon people who, like, also came out. Yeah,
0: I was at, um, I think it was at Crown Jewel or one of those was Crown
2: shows. Jewel. And he was like, I need to find that video. I don't, I don't know if I want to scroll that far, though.
1: Uh, He was like, he was like, like, oh, the children, and
2: I was like, (laughs) 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 like, I I was (laughs) right, and he was like, I can't get over that, I will never get over that, because I thought that was the funniest shit, it's still the funniest shit.
0: All right, y'all, we got a lot of news to get into, so we're going to get started. The Rock, his ex-wife, Danny Garcia, and Jerry Car- Cardinal- Cardinalis, I think that's how you say his name, of Redbird Capital, they purchased the XFL this week. $15 million they purchased it for, at a steal, if you ask that's me.
2: That's literally
1: chump change.
0: It is. Like, it. How much did Vince look, like? He invested it was like two
1: hundred million, right? Yeah. Yeah. He only got like what
0: 3%? he paid a fraction of what it was actually worth. And what? the reason they, they say that the rocks in, in the rock and well, actually the the group. Let's call them the group because it's not the rocks. XFL. His wife Danny, all his ex-wife Danny actually owns it with him along with Redbird Capital. They are equal partners in the XFL. That that is important because Danny Garcia is the first female independent sports team owner and she's also a person of color. And it's important that people make sure they include her in that conversation because all of the headlines are just about him. They don't include her. You know, like
1: I was actually excited when I saw that, um, that him and her uh bought it because I'm trying like when I saw Danny's name, I was trying to think of like other prom besides Stephanie, but like other prominent women who own a uh like a sports a sports
0: club or a whole just a whole sport promotion, I guess is the way to say it. Well, the only other woman that I can think of is Jeannie Buss of the L.A. Lakers, and she inherited uh, but
2: She's not a soul. She's just, uh, like, she's, she's not, like, like, a soul. She's not, she's a team owner. Like, Danny Garcia is the only person who's, like, owns an actual league.
0: That's and what I'm it's, saying.
2: That's huge.
1: That's incredible. And,
2: and yeah, and that's why I don't understand why people weren't making such a big deal about that. I was like, why is it no one, like making a big deal out of this
0: they're not even mentioning her in the headlines and even in the story itself when you read the articles she comes up in passing they pretty much focus only on Dwayne. i don't like that because what she what she's able to accomplish now can set the tone for million, for other women to be able to get into sports on an executive level like that so it's it's a little disre- – no, it is. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It's very disrespectful to X her out because I can guarantee you this. If it wasn't for Danny, The Rock wouldn't be the star that he is. Oh, no. She is the one. She is the one who handles his management. She is the one who does the work on the other side for him. He does the acting, and he has his hand in it too, but she works – they're working hand in hand. And without her, he wouldn't be the star that he is. So they need to respect her better than that. Oh, yeah. Like,
1: she, like, uh, um, I didn't know this. You guys were the one who told me. I knew they were divorced. But you're, you guys told me, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, they, they still have a great working relationship. And, you know, they do this, that, and the other. Like, just, just saying from, like, um, a wife's perspective she was there when he had nothing and MTV ran this special about The Rock when him and her were still married and people were even they were saying the same thing Tiff was saying it's like Danny was the one driving him, Danny was the one getting him to the shows, Danny was the one making sure that he was on time, that his gear was ready, this, that and the other Like you know the saying behind every good man, there's a woman who knows what the fuck is going on she mm-hmm. is a woman, and not only the fact that they divorced, that they have a great, they still have a great connection, they still respect each other, whatever, a lot of people can learn from that, honestly, um, but, you know, the fact that they still do this, like, you, didn't you guys tell me she also helped with his career in Hollywood? Like yes. She, yeah, like, she's his, her, his manager to take the Hollywood roles for him, which Correct. is... Okay, cool. So you don't you don't have a yes man screaming in your ear. You actually have someone who will knock your ass down a peg. And, you know, just just for just for being a woman in a sports league and being co-owner of an entire sports league. This is a big fucking deal for not just not even for women. This is a big fucking deal for sports. Because, like, anything that goes through it, Dwayne... Dwayne, I mean, what if Dwayne goes off to Hollywood filming movies again? She's going to be the one that's... She's going to be the one running everything while he's off making movies or doing whatever in Hollywood. Or if he's doing something for Vince. Like, she's going to be the one holding it down. And from what I've read about this woman and what I've seen about her, she's not a fucking pushover. Like, she will... She's got balls, man. Like, holy fuck. You gotta be if you're gonna be on the,
2: in the Rock's corner. Yeah, and I think I'm just, like, so fascinated from her, and, like, especially after this deal. And I what I also really liked about it, because I think the the Rocky, like, new people were, like, kept, like, basically, like, missing her name, and he, like, made it a point on on his social media platforms to be like no like she's like really like she really spearheaded this this is like she should get like she should get the credit as well of, like she should get so much credit and blah 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 and um Have i want too. her to like write a book or teach like a seminar because not only she's a rocks rocks agent she's henry cavill's agent yep and she was also, or I think she still might be, because Eva Marie still gets r- randomly good roles when she like does acting stuff. Like she's in like some random movie with Bruce Willis.
0: Yeah. I don't she think is. it's out.
2: Yeah. Um, she was also Eva Marie's manager. Really? Yeah, because you remember Victoria yeah, yeah. obsessed with her.
0: That's so how she got really- the Big Brother. The Rock's wife brokered that deal for her to get on Big Brother. Yeah, she she be doing some stuff, man.
2: So, um, and I also think that's why he kept her so close. Because they respect, because he had a respect for her, not only as, like, a human being, and someone who, like, you know, was his ex-wife and gave birth to his first child, but just as, like, a business partner. And also, saw. it's like, they both, they both moved on. Like, they both are each happily married again.
1: She and got a
2: fine-ass husband.
0: I I was looking at him, I was like, okay, girl. Her husband is fine. She was um, like, I'm standing the same lane. <laughs> <laughs> she was not playing. Yeah,
2: so I, I think she's fascinating. And that also makes me so excited for um, Simone and also his other daughters, even though that that's technically that's what well, I don't know. I'll say that's their aunt because that's what I call my um, dad's ex-wives my aunt yeah. so that there's their auntie Danny and I think it's re- it'd be, it's really cool that they also have like also their mom their mom is really even because she just keeps to herself Rock's wife but she's also very prominent in the music industry working mm-hmm. behind the scenes and working for different um, record companies and stuff I think she also sings and stuff on the side too
1: Yeah, she's but- got her fingers in everything man like mm-hmm. you go know, Danny shit
2: yeah, so it's like I think it's awesome that like The Rock's daughter not only has their mom, um, I don't remember her, his name. I'm very sorry, I don't know your name right now. It's a very disrespectful, lady. But you, you're awesome. But The it's Rock's easy. mom, yeah, she's like awesome. And then they also have Danny also to look up to, and I think that's really cool that the girl that well, all the girls, especially Simone, especially her going through. This at the PC and becoming a wrestler. I think that's so cool that she has all these very nurturing, it seems like, and very business minded and very hardworking women who are around her, so they can basically like lead by example. Yeah, and I don't think that's something that. I don't think we really talk enough when we were talking about like, especially like this is such important when you're building generational wealth
0: at the same time. Yeah. Well, the details, the details of that deal were they bought this before it went up on auction. So when XFL went um, bankrupt, They decided to put it up for auction or they were going to field offers for it to be sold. The offers did not come in like they thought they would. So they were going to put it up for auction. And The Rock and Redbird Capital and Danny Garcia put up the $15 million bid for the XFL and it was immediately sold. So, It was done before they could put it up for auction, but they were like, they this was the only credible bid that was put in that they would even consider. So The Rock made it very clear, well, Dwayne Johnson made it very clear what he wanted to do. Um, so did Danny Garcia. They want to create an alternative for football for players Um, who want to play football that may may or may not be good enough for the NFL, but they also want to create an alternative football sport for fans who want to see football outside of the NFL. And right now, with people being as divided as they are in terms of the NFL, they couldn't have done it at a better time. The XFL benefited beautifully when it was in play. Um, I thought they had very innovative rules. I thought it was fun to watch. I really liked the sideline antics of the XFL. They were cursing. The <laughs> damn media people was coming up to them before they could even get off the field. They can't <laughs> think. They could not think fast enough to answer the questions and it was just so funny. Cuz it was unpolished and it you was, know you I no,
1: loved it. It has to be the perfect. one
2: sad thing about of- XFL though is that the guy who ran the official Twitter because he was very similar to the guy who runs the Fox WWE Twitter is unfortunately not coming back
1: because um. he had
2: another job oh shit I'm very sad about that but he's very, of course very happy for them um, if they need someone I'll I'll do it But also the XFL system was really great because it was a great funneling system because, you know, to go into the NFL, you can't go to the NFL high school. True. Which I think it makes no sense because a lot of them don't play for very long anyways. So I never understood that whole reasoning. It's it's stupid. NFL is kind of fucking stupid anyways. But, and that's just on many levels. But, um, yeah, and it was a great filler time. It was great filler for people to be like, you know what? I don't feel like going to college because it's like, they're not going to go to co- they. It's a waste of resources anyways because a lot of them go to college just long enough until they're eligible to go to the NFL. And... Then they just go to the NFL. So you don't end up, most of the time, they don't end up graduating. It's just a waste of money and resources for recruiters unless they really want to play a full four years of college ball. But only, but that's only in certain places. Like, uh, for example, like OSU. Not everybody's doing that. But. I don't know, it's it's I thought it was it was good and it did. I like the antics. Um I used to make them play it at my job and I started to get a lot of my customers into it.
0: I I loved it. I thought that it was it was such a it was a cool way to have continue to keep football and then they, the way that they went about it, and I thought the rules it also made it safer for kickers to play, safer for punters. It just all around, it just seemed like a really fun game, and it wasn't so bogged down with politics and bullshit like the NFL is. And I, I think it could have really did some damage to the NFL. I really do, and it still can. It still can. So, good luck to you. Alexis, what?
2: Well, so now because you have people who are very sports-minded, like, no offense to Vince, but it's like, that motherfucker never, like, did, um, I don't know, what, he never, did he actually play sports? I don't think he has. So, he you have someone who's actually played college football, and then was going to play some type of other, and and then um but
1: yeah alexis what do you think um i i didn't have the opportunity to watch the xfl a lot before covid happened um but from what i did catch of it it was fun um it was very loud, like you know how they were all promising this stuff before. It's gonna be loud. It's gonna be smash now. It's gonna be something that, that you know, the, the the basically the shit that they didn't give us the first time around, they were gonna to us this time around. Like right. um, I remember the guy from the Seattle Dragons, and honestly, I think someone just did that. So like when the you know like they abbreviate the city that they're in, it's just, in the picture. I swear someone just did that to do Sea Dragon. Like, <laughs> um, that's my dumb ass self coming through. Um, but the guy was, like, mad because, like, somebody, like, I guess because somebody got a late hit on one of his teammates and this dude was, like, legit pissed. And he's calling him, like, a motherfucker and they're trying to hit the the sensor button as fast as they possibly could. <laughs> If you, you know what I'm talking about? He was like the big dude on. I think he was like 76 on the Seattle Sea Dragons. Big dude, bushy hair, like red always, beard. Always
2: cuss. They always had to try. They always have problems with censoring him.
1: But it's him
2: and someone else who plays. What was the red team? One of the teams that's red. Uh. I, well, no, that's not Houston. I don't know. There's a red team that someone was always cussing, and they could never catch them on the sensors correctly.
1: But I, to be honest, it was fun, and it was like it was like watching everything that they promised us the first time around, but got bogged down because they were they got they put more wrestling into it. Um, yeah, I think with both Danny and Dwayne. Yes, I'm giving, I'm calling him his government name here. Um, <laughs> I think with Danny and Dwayne being both business-minded people, and, and um, them not having their head up their ass or having anything to prove or or anything like that, I think it's in good hands. Um, I think once it is safe, because I'm looking at I'm looking at the NHL. I love hockey. I'm glad hockey's back. Um, but then MLB started up, too, and now, like, half the Cardinals are out for the season. I'm like, well, yeah. Because they got, they got COVID. COVID. Yeah, one of them got COVID and spread it to the whole team. Yeah. You know, they were asymptomatic, excuse me. Um, but one of them got it and gave them – they didn't know they had it and passed it. I think when sports do come back um, – I, like and you can get people in there and it's safe for them to come back and do it. I will be excited for the XFL this time around. I want to see what they can do. Um, I did know I did not know Danny had all that um, in her resume. So um, I think you have a man who's very sports savvy. He is, he's born into this. he knows wrestling. It looks like he knows what he's going to do. And if anything, Danny may be the person running it. So I'm excited just to see where it comes back next season and give this a whole, like, 100% go and try on it.
2: Yeah, because it's like, when do The Rock got time for this? He got that fucking tequila. <laughs> which that, by the way, I made a video. I'm not a fan of it because I don't like the setup of my kitchen. So I'm going to try to do another cocktail with it. But, um.
1: The end of the day with, with XFL, you have Dwayne who knows what he's doing. You have Danny who knows what Dwayne's doing. And to me, it just sounds like more importantly, hmm. don't have yes men and, and ass kissers telling them, Well, that's a great idea, that's a good idea. It sounds like they would like check each other or they would have each other's back. So you know I'm just saying y'all divorce people. You can fucking take a page, if, you know, as long as y'all didn't end on a sour note, but y'all can take a page from the uh, Dwayne and Danny's book on how to fucking get along. Like, I have to agree. agree. I
0: respectfully
1: <laughs> have to agree. You know, you know kids of off without getting into an argument in a parking lot, and here they are running a fucking multi-million dollar sports league. Um, that's take
2: true. Can you slide Henry Cavill my number, please? And thank you. She wants to see
1: Superman. Oh my God! Let's move like on because
2: Nicole's just shooting her shot. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, I don't like Superman, but I will, you know, I will make sure that he's okay. I can't
0: <laughs> anyway.
2: No, it's not no anyway. Don't you start <laughs> we're,
0: we're moving on. Live
2: that single
0: life or not? She's a hot mess. I can't with
2: her. I hate it here. I don't want to be single anymore. I'm over <laughs> I'm bored.
0: Yeah. Girl. Oh, <laughs> Hey, thank you so much for sticking it out with us at Down for the Count. So we're just taking a little commercial break to let you guys know that we are on two social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up there with any news that you want us to discuss, any topic that you want us to discuss. We got you. Just send it to us. We are all for the people. Well, sometimes anyway so make sure you guys stick with us at down for the count and we're going to continue on with our show marty janetti is in the news this is one of the most confusing and weird stories i've ever heard okay so it's funny but it's not funny can it's just so it weird. Okay, so
1: break it down because it's so fucking weird. I want it. Can I be the one to break it down? Please, please, please. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, on Marty Janetti's Facebook, not Twitter, not Instagram, no, nothing, it's Facebook. Um, on a post that has now been deleted, he basically <laughs> gave what sounded like a deathbed confession. Um, It's like he admitted that there was a point in his time when he was 13 that um, someone assaulted him. And according to Marty, he killed him, dragged his body to the river and dumped it and never told anybody. Now, of course, when you see something like this, people are going to go, what the fuck? Um, This is not the first time Marty has said some out there shit. I think it was last year or a year ago, something like that, um, where apparently his Facebook, again, Facebook, was hacked and put up a statement saying that a girl that he sees as a daughter finally is 18. And so Marty supposedly, because it was, you know, hacked according to him. It said that um, he wanted to sleep with her, but now she was of legal age. So far, what Marty has said in his story about the location where he was assaulted, where the the body was put, it all adds up. Um, The scary thing is, is that he was directing this post to his, they're probably not together right now, um, his current girlfriend, and he's one of the quotes said, uh, I'm not going to let anyone hurt me including your Jamaican black ass. That's what he said. He also called his
2: drug dealer that he killed or whoever that he killed the F word as well. So it was just like it was just weird. It was just like a. It was just like the confession itself, and then he just had a sprinkle a little bit of racism and homophobia in there just for you know just to spice it up some more. And it's like, and it was, and I read it, and I laughed because it's like you can't do nothing but laugh. Like you can't do nothing but laugh at some shit like that.
1: Um, th- and then uh, of course you know people were like, "What's going on? What's going on?" And and chronological order the cops said they were aware of the issue um they were not investigating it at one point and then it came back out a couple hours later that the case was open and that they are investigating
0: now after that marty did an interview on some podcast i think it was like a youtube show and he said that he gave conflicting statements in one breath he said I didn't say I killed him I just made him disappear But on that confession He said he drug him to the river He says he was in the river when he left He says he's somewhere in the river And then he says in another breath I didn't say I killed him I just said
2: <laughs>
0: I, knocked he says, I knocked him out with a brick He's somewhere in the river. It's just so much. I, I And, and he ended the interview with, like, he was mad, but he was, like, he when he, like, towards the end of his career, he went on, like, well, last year he said he was on this big drug and sex bender. And I'm, like, what the hell? Like, why are you – I just want to understand the information, because in one breath you say... You he doesn't even
2: understand the information. I'm just that like, why I are you talking?
0: And, it, and one thing I don't like... You're in media... And you're using him as a means of getting eyes on your YouTube channel. If something is truly wrong with him... Then you've exploited someone who has an issue. You know that he has issues with abusing drugs and all this other kind of stuff... If that's the case, then you bringing him on your show, you weren't doing it for his good. You were doing it for your own. And that is, I don't like that because you're exploiting him. And if something is really wrong, let's say he's just talking out of his ass because he had some type of trippy trip off of these drugs that he's been taking and he's remembering something that could not necessarily be real then, what was the point? Like, you just exploited this, man. This was this was top news. This was on TMZ Sports. That was the first place I saw it. It was nowhere else but on TMZ Sports. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? And where are your people at? What, what the- Why are they just letting you talk sh- shit like this on your social media? What why, is going on? That's what I am saying. It sounded like a
1: deathbed confession cuz um I sent I sent them the you to the uh, original post that has now been deleted. Um but I don't know. It's got to be because of the the drug use or the head injuries or whatever the hell, but like you know, and I and I asked you, Tiff, and did I not? I said, "So if this comes back to nothing because you threw a body in the in a lake in a river, whatever. Chances are, especially if this was back in the like what '60s, early '70s. It was um, back in the
0: early '70s,
1: yeah. So there's probably it's probably not there anymore because you know tides and currents. <laughs> um, Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but it's just because oh, no, no, because I'm good at the serial killer aspect, but you're good at the legal part of it. Um. <laughs> That sounded really scary coming out of my mouth.
2: And <laughs> I'm um, just
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> no was trying to what I asked Tiff was that even if they if they find something because the location of where he apparently killed the guy and where he dropped the mat it it lines up with it being actually pretty close to each other um Could he, if they come to find out that, yes, he did kill somebody, I could see that, you know, like, it's considered a cold case, especially if the person that he killed was ever declared missing, and Mm -hmm. they still arrest him. But if it comes to find out that Marty's just, you know, done one too many acid drops, that his brain's all fucked up, and he's, like, coming up with shit, because there's, you've seen reports of people who have, like, Onsetting dementia or Alzheimer's They make some really weird Shit up And um But either way if this comes To find out that this isn't This didn't take part Could he still get in legal trouble For wasting time And resources And Either way I think he's major shit And honestly I would probably look into domestic Violence because if he threatened His girlfriend With
0: that like what? Yeah I mean He can't be threatened with wasting police Resources unless he like Filed a police report Then he would be wasting their time Because he initiated an Investigation So, this was done out of a response to what he said. The police would be remiss to not investigate it because it is a credible admission. One thing people have to understand about social media is they use that shit against you in court. So, Even the president of the United States, Donald Trump, everything that he has tweeted for the last four years, if anyone decides to sue him, it is all admissible evidence in court because you posted it on something that is public where everyone can see it. So if you're if you're trying to hide a crime, the only thing I will tell you is stay off social media because yeah. they're going to find they're going to find it and they're going to use it against you. Even if you geo stamp like you use geo stamps in your your Instagram posts on um, Facebook, you sometimes post where you are, your check-ins. All that shit becomes a part of evidence. Although it is good when you're like, you know, you leave and you might get kidnapped or something. I would say for women, if you're going on dates, And you're like, you know, you're weary about where you're going or you're afraid and you know your social media is high active with high traffic, post your check in on Facebook, post your geo stamps on Snapchat, do it on Facebook, on Instagram, all of that, because that is a paper. It's a digital trail of where you are and where you're supposed to be. So they're going to investigate something like that. If somebody posts a confession on Facebook or anywhere and it gets enough traction, he is a public figure, whether they like it or not. He is a public figure. Yeah. He's old and, (laughs) and a little bit messed up in the head, but he's still somebody who has a lot of fans and something, some of the things he says resonates with people. So when you say something as egregious as this, I would have expected nothing less than a reaction of, okay, something isn't right here. Either send a wellness check to go check on him, or investigate the the, um, post. And they chose to investigate the post. And that's what they're doing. It's an open investigation, and they haven't said if they found anything yet. It's only been a couple days, so you just have to wait and see. I just, I, I,
1: Honestly, I'm going to go with the fact that it sounded like a deathbed confession because maybe Marty's going and I mean, what you, I mean, like in his little messed up brain then he's like, what are they going to do to a dead guy? You know, they can't charge me for murder. The whole story is just very, very bizarre. It's very strange. It came out of left field and why is he on Facebook? Like,
0: <laughs> like, who the fuck uses Facebook? All old people use Facebook. I hate to say that because my mom's on Facebook. Everybody's mom's on Facebook. All the people who are over the age of 50 use Facebook. Sometimes, even those over 40, they use Facebook. So,
1: I, I just really hope that. I really hope, first of all, um, of course, he didn't make a guy disappear, um, but if allegedly, if he did, because I'm just throwing out allegedly, because, again, don't want to be saying shit that may or may not be true, um, allegedly, if this did happen and that man has family who's been wondering what has happened to them, um, I'm, I'm not trying to say I feel sympathy for someone who assaulted somebody, but at least the family If there's any living family members Could understand what happened to him.
0: Well according it, to Marty's post the man was trying to Sexually assault him So I'm not saying That the family doesn't need any closure I I'm not saying that But If that was the case Marty had every Right to defend himself Even if it was To the death unfortunately he had a right to defend himself. He was also only 13 at the time, if that's what happened.
2: Yeah. So. I don't know. None of this was fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's why I was like, oh my God. I'm like, he's just fucking crazy. As He said some wild shit about how he would fuck his daughter. I think no one should, should be surprised by anything. Well, that should have been anybody's... So I was like, as soon as that happened, I said, like, you know what? I'm going to never be surprised about a single thing that comes out of his mouth or he types Jesus. up.
0: I ain't know this shit about the fucking the daughter. That creeps me out.
1: Yeah, he said it wasn't him. Allegedly, there's that. No, either. that was him. Oh, no, oh I agree you. hacked his Facebook and put that, and I'm just like, right? Oh, you I just said, bro, you're fucking creepy. And then this shit comes out, and I'm just like, see, this is why Sean was the better rocker, Marty. He man, Sean ain't no thing, but at least
0: he's. Let's stop. <laughs> All right, so. Let's get into this AEW news Because there, there's a lot of it First off um, It's about three pieces To this AEW news So we're going to start with the AEW Heels situation AEW Heels Rolled out a subscription service The subscription service is $50 a year And to a lot of people It seems like a lot of money But when you really think about it It's over the course of 12 months It's 50 bucks. It's not that bad Okay, um, it's less than a WWE subscription for the network. However, you get more with the WWE network than you do with the AEW heels. But focusing on the AEW heels situation, this little camaraderie that they've created for AEW for the female fans and creating this sanctity, I like to call it. I thought that it was a very good idea. You've allowed the female fans to have a place to congregate safely, number one, and number two, to be able to interact with the superstars as well as Brandy and even the female refs, okay? So I thought it was a great idea where the disconnect and where people are having an issue is the fact that, The women's division on AEW Dynamite and on Dark, it is not solid. You don't see them. You see maybe a five- or four-minute match for the women. You get a segment with Britt Baker and Big Swole. The women's champion is never on TV, which is a common thing with AEW champions. They're never on TV. If they are, they rarely defend the belt. It's a very weird situation going on in the women's division with AEW. This all played out on Twitter. And when I say she put that, Brain Rose put the post out about the AEW heels situation and the subscription service, it caused an entire shitstorm and everybody was coming at her neck about the subscription service and it was more so about why you would start this and not make sure the women's division was set in stone so that it was it would work cohesively with the women on the show they were like well you're not showing the women they we don't get to see them brandy's response was um <sighs> it it was unique cuz <laughs> Meek is the I, nice way of saying it. Let's go back and find it because I.
2: I think I have them on my phone. To
0: back. Oh, here we go. Brandy's response to people questioning her, why the AEW Women's Division isn't getting all getting any screen time and why they would push this over that. Her response to that was, it's for female wrestling fans. Many female fans don't like women's wrestling. You don't have to be a member. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, we're just going to respond to what you said. So I don't want people to think, first of all, I don't want people to think we're attacking Brandy, okay? Because I feel like I can criticize Stephanie McMahon all day long. And you don't get the same emotional response from her, even though they're two different people. I expect a certain level of just understanding what people are complaining about, but reacting accordingly. You don't have to always respond in, in such an emotional way because not everybody is personally attacking you. And that's what I think sometimes Brandy. She takes the, the, the criticism as a personal dig at her. Now, when people are attacking her on Twitter for being a black woman and calling her all types of names and everything like that, that is a personal attack. She should feel some type of way about that. But when people are asking you legitimate questions about the women's division and why things are the way that they are, that is a question of why the business is going the way it's going. That is not an attack on you. So I want to make sure people understand that. To respond to what she said, the question is, how are you going to get fans to watch to be a part of AEW Heels if they don't watch AEW Dynamite? Cuz they would have to have some inkling about the wrestlers to want to sit and talk to them. Am I right? So what I'm, I'm sorry, but that response was just stupid. Um, I just think Brandy, her,
1: okay, so her putting that tweet out and then saying, okay, I've been waiting all day to get this off my chest, so let me say this, um, AEW has no women's division. They have women back there, but they do absolutely fucking nothing with it. And at least with WWE, and all they're doing right now is Britt Baker and Big Swole. That is the only major woman thing I could tell you about AEW right now. Over in WWE land, it seems like every single woman has a storyline going on in one, in one shape or another. And for her to to say, put out a tweet that's like, this is for uh, female wrestling fans. Every girl likes female wrestling. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, what? Like, I can get it. Like, if you're a, well, if you're a woman and you don't like certain women wrestlers, but you still, you still like it though. Whoa? and then, And the, oh, and then the thing that killed me is when people were coming for her, and they were coming for her hard. And her reaction is, "Oh, for the love of lemons, or some bullshit like that." <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Is this, the love of lemons? Girl, is, is this 1950 and women are allowed to cuss? Like, what the fuck? And then she deleted her account. And
0: well, I'll, like, I'll get to that after you finish. We'll, we'll get to that.
1: No, I'm I'm done. I'm finished. But it's just like. You want people to pay 50 fucking
0: bucks to watch talent that you don't even show on your show. And that was what they were saying in the response to her. But Nicole, you're the one who brought it to our attention. So, And Nicole wrote a really good article on WeLoveWrestling.com. I definitely think anybody who's listening to our podcast should definitely go read it because she gave them some very, very good advice she criticized them, which she should have, but she also was able to round that out with some very good advice as to how we should handle this. So Nicole, floor is yours, babe.
2: Um so basically what I talked about is just it's just bad business practice all around. Um, and this is in the and I'll, I'll start with the young bucks because the young bucks are a prime example of it. But also people were sending them like screenshots of them googling map google mapping their houses and shit which is what? like fuck what? yeah cause they have children so like obviously that's not okay but my problem with the young bucks is like they're very quick to re- critique everyone and everything but when it comes on to them like they they get so upset by it yeah, interesting. and then they clam up and then they do bitch baby and I, I call it bitch baby tactics and they run away So, um, my thing is, and like I said, with the people, um, who are the VPs of AEW, and this is including Tony, I said, like, Tony, I'll put Jericho in it, because I don't, I guess, because he does the same thing, so i would say, like, Jericho, Tony, Kenny, Butts, um, Cody and Brandy, they're, they get very, um, uptight, and it seems, like, very defensive, especially when fans and like and I, that's why I was like I'm the first person to say and I and once we talk about raw again I will talk about how wrestling fans don't know what they fuck they want in their fickle but uh-huh. this, but with this what certain what what people were bringing up it was legitimate concerns um, yeah my thing about the AEW heels and I seen a couple pe- girls who are attending it um, tweeting some stuff that i was not happy about um especially with unemployment of the 600 um ending and climbing stuff other other stuff going on um in in certain um certain places um unemployment running out in general because there are certain states where unemployment is just ending Anyway, this, this is true. So you also have to consider that. And I was like, Yes, it is for a quote unquote year, but it's like, okay, so you pay fifty dollars a year, what if they only do four of these?
1: That's so true. It's
2: like it's not a structured thing. It's like, oh okay, you have a Q and A and you could be quote unquote part of the community, but you're not giving me legitimate things that I'm getting with paying fifty fucking dollars up front for something. That's what I said. I was like, they should have really thought it out a lot more, and it should have been a tier system. Like, they should have had something that was like, I don't know, $10. $10 is reasonable. And something yeah. that's at 25 to 30 and then the full 50 is like the VIP package, and you get everything. My thing, it was, and that's what my thing, it's like, okay, this is what we're getting for, when do they have it? Oh, no, on Friday? well okay what is it wasn't like it wasn't structure like okay what am i going to consistently get from this that is going to be worth me investing my money that i technically don't have right now because i don't think they realize and this is also that's why i said it's like they're very out of touch i even though they like to say how they're very like they think their nose um they have their head to the ground when it comes to a lot of stuff that's going on. They really kind of don't because it's like, they should realize this. Like there, it's not like, and it's not like it was, we're, it's a normal time we're living in. Honestly, if this was like, if we didn't have all this pandemic shit right now, I probably wouldn't even like be making that. I don't think we'd be making that big of a deal about this. But Mm -hmm. actually, no, I think I would because, um, it's also economically shaming those who don't have the means to do this, but would really like to be a part of it. And I've seen some girls like tweeting, they're like, um, they're like, I've seen some people tweeting like $50 is nothing, is chunk change for what I got for this, whatever. And I saw someone said like hashtag broke bitches. And I was like, dude, fuck you. Because I was like, a lot of people are going through some shit and they can't just throw away. $50 to AEW for some shit. I agree. So I was like, so, so you can miss me with that. And that's just so insensitive to what people are going through financially right now, not just within our country, but within the world in general. So I was like, again, fuck you. Um, that's right. just you're an inconsiderate human being, period. Um, so I think that, not, I think it was, it's a good idea, but there was no, execution so I'm like I'm wondering like who's like okaying this because in my mind I know I and this is just from my experience when I have projects when I have to when I would have to come up with a project or come up with a new procedure I would have to have all my bells and whistles aligned for it so when my VPs and my executives will ask you questions and be like, okay, so what would you do for this and this and that? So you can have a complete structured program. I feel like this checks and balances was not done for this. So that's why it's so sloppy. And then also, you could say that the same is literally the same thing with the women's division, it's just sloppy. Um, I don't like how no one wants to take accountability for anything. And if they didn't want to have that type of transparency, they never should have prompted all of this when they had that rally in Jacksonville.
0: I'm to agree. They
2: never should they should have put if they were not prepared mentally to and to and also like or design performance wise to have to deal with this, then doing this. And I hate comparing people, but it's like you don't see Billy Corgan going on Twitter like this. You don't see Steph- Stephanie McMahon going on Twitter like this. You don't see Triple H going on Twitter like this. Um, hmm. Literally anybody from, and I'm not just saying just like, oh, from WWE, I'm like, no. Like, what other person that's not like some fucking carny um, person running some dumb fuck um, indie, re- indie promotion who doesn't pay his people that acts like this on Twitter? No we agree one besides AEW. And I think they're very overly sensitive. I don't think a single one of them is business minded individuals. They might be smart with marketing, but they are not business minded. They're all soft. They do not have the skin hard enough to deal with running a company. And running a company and having to be held accountable, and people asking questions. People are asking questions because you promised them product and you're not delivering on the product, so they're wondering what's going on. And then they clam up and they come up with excuses. And that's what I said in my article. I was like, I think you guys are so nervous. I said, because they know, because, okay, so say, Someone asks about the women's division, and probably the answer that you really want to give about the women's division might not be anything we want to hear. But at the same time, you'll be more respected and more trustworthy, trustworthy later on, because they're like, you know what? They were upfront about it. At least I didn't like it, but at least they're upfront, and that's how they have to look at it. I was like you have to look at the the fans are not only fans are also consumers they're consumers of your product they mm-hmm. are a product they're giving you views they're buying all these fucking t-shirts on pro wrestling tees i'm one of them i just got a revival t-shirt no, sorry F- <laughs> ftr it says ftr on the damn shirt but um so that's what i'm saying like you have to realize that so people are gonna ask ask questions and it's going to be questions that you don't want to answer and you don't want to hear and I understand from being in management that you're very defensive of what you're doing and your work and stuff like that but for you to be better not only to get better in your role and to be a better leader but to also contribute to what company and what or what department or whatever you're working for so it can concede um succeed is to not be afraid to make mistakes you shouldn't be making mistakes a lot but you shouldn't be afraid to make a m- mistake because you can always learn from it and that's what I then that's what I got taught that early on in my management careers. like don't obviously do the best you can but if you a mistake is going to happen don't be afraid of it it's going to suck and but learn from it and don't make that mistake again and i don't think anyone over there knows how to do that to be completely honest i think every i think it's probably to i feel like it's just like the okay corral and everyone's just saying yes to everyone and there's just no structure like there's no like they have no actual business business minded person back there and they're going to suffer greatly if they don't fix that I, and I said this from Jump, I don't think anyone should be, any one of them should be on Twitter because I don't think they know how to use it properly and because they get sensitive. Um, Brandy's one of them. Obviously, she shouldn't have to deal with people harassing her for her, uh, her being black. She can't help it. I can't help being black. Tiff can't help being black. Um, Alexis can't help being white. So that's like, like so what, the fuck you want, you what the fuck you want us to do? That's just how she was born. <laughs> so fuck you if you're going to say for that. There's nothing she can do about that, so just just go fuck off and jump off a bridge. Um, but at the same time, um, Brandy doesn't know how to conduct herself on online correctly as well. Again, she gets very soft. Her, her and um, Young Bucks and Kenny are all in the same boat as that. They don't know how to deal with... Um, when people asking questions, it's not usually anything like crazy. They're just like, "Hey, what's up with this?" And they're like, "Oh, what the fuck?" And it's yeah, like, they go off. I just asked you like, "When were you gonna get here? Why are you cussing me out?" And that's exactly. literally what it is And so, yeah. um, my advice to them is, um, don't don't run your nobody don't run your social medias. Get a fucking social media manager. That's my first thing. Um. You need to hire some more business-minded people back there. Stop hiring a bunch. No offense. I know everybody wants to employ, like, people that are in, like, the business. But you need some actual fucking business people back there. Like, you need to start looking, um, start, you know, go go on LinkedIn. People are looking for jobs. Go look for people who worked at places like, um, let me get an example. Like, people who worked... Um, as like executives or something at, at record companies or people, PR people. Yeah. PR people. They need, you need a a PR department out the fucking wazoo. Yeah. That's, that's your, that's their main problem. You need a PR department. You need to build Mm -hmm. a PR department. Um, again, you need to get more um, business minded people. I don't know, get some sharky motherfuckers that worked on wall street, um, yeah. You need to I and I think they're I know they they want to be more indie and don't want to be so business minded, but you're gonna fail if you don't at least implement some some business minded because you can't handle because obviously no one's equipped for it and I'm just, and I'm not saying it to be mean I'm just saying it this is just my observation of someone who's worked in a business like profession and that's had had mm-hmm. to operate that way, none of you are equipped emotionally to deal with that. And I'm just, that's just what I see. From online and from interviews, I don't think anyone's equipped to deal with that. Not a single fucking one of you people are. So you need to employ people who are. I agree. And yeah. just just get your shit together. Like, literally, that's, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'll, to be frank, like, literally, get your fucking shit together. Stop and that's and I, I why I got so mad. And I was like, why is Tony tweeting about demographics? I said, fucking Brandy's getting eaten alive. Yep. In Twitter comment. And this was like right. It was like right after she sent that um that women don't watch wrestling whatever bullshit that dumb shit that she sent. And <laughs> I was like, Brandy's this getting fucking eaten alive. Ate her out out not literally ate her out they literally (laughs) they literally chewed her the fuck up, just spit her right back out it was a it was a fucking bloodbath
1: nicole sends it in her group chat and she's like they're she's getting no lie it
0: was
2: bad
0: i mean what you said was it's not to be disrespectful or to be bullying but it was quite ignorant what you said Do do I agree that some women probably don't watch women's wrestling? More than likely, because there are men who don't watch men's wrestling. They prefer the women's wrestling. We all know this. So that is true to an extent. But you have to take into account that the fan base that you're trying to build out of women are going to want to be In there for the wrestlers How would they know about these wrestlers Unless they seen them on the indie scene They would have to be fans of them Via AEW or their indie career So they would have to like women's wrestling At some point So it it was not a bad statement to per se It was an ignorant statement Because it made it sound like there are women who just, women just don't, are the women we're targeting don't don't really care for women's wrestling. Then why the hell would they pay $50 to, to be in that damn subscription? What? That doesn't make sense. It was just an ignorant statement. And I think she should have worded it differently so that she could, it, it would come out better. It just made her look foolish. And I really don't like... The way that AEW is structured in terms of how they put people in in these executive positions, she has no experience in this. So you're hanging her out there to dry by allowing her to conduct her social media as if it was her personal account. You want to do that, then you need to set up a burner account like the football players and the basketball players do and run your mouth as much as you want. But your social media, because you represent the company and the brand, you your face is plastered on the trucks just like the other guys, just like Kenny, just like Cody. Just like the Young Bucks, even Nyla Rose and Awesome Kong, they represent your business. So when you're out on social media acting a damn fool and saying stupid shit, it reflects poorly on AEW, and it makes them look incompetent because you don't know how to handle your job. You also cannot handle being in the public eye, because I can guarantee you, they've said far worse things to stephanie mcmahon now trust me ain't nothing worse than being called the n-word when you ain't did nothing wrong and furthermore the n-word is, at this point calling me the n-word is just gonna get your ass whooped but i'm not gonna let somebody run me on social media because of their own personal bias that's some bullshit and you then also
2: and people are also trying to um being like oh well people are just being mean and this is obviously omitting that the race and stuff because obviously i don't know but this people are saying she was getting sent that in her messages am i don't know but that's just obviously what i i was saying but at the same time there's this wrestler um um candy and candy lee and she's trans and she gets harassed and death threats and called all sorts of any name in a fucking book all day every day on twitter um you have um there was the other day fucking um mv young who's an, who's a gay wrestler and he was literally some fucking douchebag dumb indie wrestler that never heard of and no one else never heard of him as well was trying to come for MV for like two days in a row saying that he did more for the LGBT wrestling community that, that MV does. I'm like, do you even know like how much he's done? And it was just like a mess. So that's what I'm saying. Like you have people like that who are within the industry. That's already a quote unquote that we're trying to get rid of the boys pub mentality and all this shit. You have people like that who deal with that constantly all day every day.
0: I mean, people in your own company, Nyla Rosen and, and Sammy, they're, I mean, they're out there. On oh, Sunny and Son- they're out, some- Sunny. sorry. Sunny is getting railroaded. I mean, look at what Jim Cornette said to, about Nyla and Sunny. Like, you, I'm not saying that, that she, I'm not saying that she shouldn't be sensitive because if that's how she is, that's just her. I can't say she needs to change. I do think, however, Nicole is right, that if you can't handle what's going to happen, because you're going to get backlash for everything you post. It is what it is. If you don't post what everybody likes, which is you're never going to please everybody. Let's just get that shit straight, first of all. If you don't post what everybody likes, you're definitely going to get backlash. That is going to happen. And because you are a black woman, your backlash is going to be racially motivated. That is something that you have to understand early on if you plan on being in this industry or any other entertainment industry. And I'm not trying to make it a racial thing, but it is because she's getting specific types of harassment. So if you... I'm I'm almost finished, Alexis, and I'll, I'll let you go. But I can only equate it to my own personal experience. I have a very small social media. But I've been called a fat nigger bitch at least five times a day. From my first YouTube channel to the second to my current Instagram and on Facebook. I've been called that almost every single day. I have been called some disgusting things on social media. Comparing me to disgusting people who I wouldn't even associate or let Let my damn dog be around or let anything, any living human being be in their presence because they are not worth it. I have been compared to somebody like that, but I ain't let nobody dictate to me how I conduct my social media. You cannot be in this world and have skin like that. And if you think for a second that if everything is PC and we just run everybody off social media that says something you don't like, that you'll feel better about yourself, you're absolutely 100% wrong. That is one of the things wrong with cancel culture. You think because somebody says something wrong towards the LGBTQ or wrong towards a a specific race of people, that that's going to change the views of everybody if they get fired or if they get run off social media. not the case. What you have to start doing is just finding a way to just either ignore it or you deal with it accordingly. You can't just hide Hiding does nothing. You stay your ground. You're, a, you're an executive in this company. Your position is over the entire women's division. You cannot hide. You don't have that option. You have got to learn how to stand up for yourself. And you've got to learn how to fight. You've got to get thicker skin than this. And as a black woman in that industry, being at the top of your company, that means something. Especially to women like me. And girls growing up behind you are not going to have the strength to be able to do what they need to do because you didn't show your strength. You have got to do better than this. And I'm not saying it to be mean or to tear you down or anything because if I was doing what you were doing, I would want another black woman to tell me the same thing. You've got to buck up.
2: Um, And also, Brandon, if you need counseling from... I feel like she, you need like a good auntie talk. You need like a good auntie or a good Judy talk, and someone needs to keep it 100% funky with you. And I don't think you have that structure. But you know, if you can, we charge a fee though. So. I um.
0: <laughs> do not.
2: But um, Alexis, what do you think?
0: Um
1: you know uh, okay um, I think it's stupid that they're asking 50 bucks for it because WWE you pay 10 bucks a month you have access to their total library um, but seeing how Brandy reacted where she just there are people who I don't like on social media um, especially in pro wrestling, but I don't go around, Calling them very hurtful things, saying hurtful shit. Because at the end of the day, what you you said something to to somebody who may don't who don't even give a shit. Um, but on the same side of the coin, Brandy, sweetheart, you, you you can't if you're gonna be the face of something, you can't be running off Twitter. Um, you know, there, there's a whole lot to this. Like my brain is just like. Currently, it's going like that kind of thing, because I'm thinking of all the bullshit that Sonny Kiss has gone through, that Nyla's gone through, that, you know, they never they never once stood up for them. And now Brandy, who shouldn't have to be honest, she shouldn't have said anything if she had just kept her damn mouth shut and did respond to any of those tweets because I'll be honest whoever's running y'all's Instagram needs to be the one running your shit. Like they they don't respond to people cuz they know people are trolling, they respond to people who actually have legit questions, blah blah blah. But as for you personally, you don't need to be answering this. You don't need to, you need to make a post and then you need to hand it over to some sort of social media person. You don't need to be up here saying, well, you know, women don't like women wrestling. This is for people who do. Like, I'm not paying 50 fucking bucks when my husband is about to be out of a job. So I don't have extra 50 bucks to be flying around right now to be giving that shit. And then your response is, oh, for the love of women's Like, motherfucker, do you see Steph doing that? Like no, and I don't mean to keep it What care. is for the love of women's too? What is that? <laughs> it's some Hobby Lobby bullshit. I don't I don't care. I've heard of for the love of peace. Some love that.
2: bullshit that's hanging up.
1: <laughs> I I feel sorry for Brandy. I really do. I don't want anyone thinking that, you know, I don't feel bad that a woman was harassed by her skin color. That is something I will never Understand being white, but I've seen what Tiff has gone through on social media and how it, you know, it it does affect her and the names that she's been called and what people think they're so big and bad and they want to be a thug hiding behind a a screen and a and keyboard. Um, I hope Brandy one day comes to find out that she's comfortable with who she is and how she is and how she looks and. Because deep down, I really want to say she is a nice person, but she does not need, and that's great, world needs nice people, you know? But at the same time, sweetheart, if you're going to be, like, the head bitch in charge, you need to act like the head bitch in charge. Yeah. Like, you do not need to be running off of social media every time you get called a name or if people come for you. I don't. It's not cool that they doxxed her and Cody because I will tell a motherfucker to his face, but I will just leave it alone at that point. I don't want to fuck with you but from that point on.
0: Um, and that's crazy to me. I don't like that. I don't like that. And I think fans are just, fans and trolls, y'all going too fucking far. Now, I mean, you, you put in people's houses from Google on there, you find in their shit and posting it on there, but you get to hide in anonymity.
1: I think it's very funny that the people who dox wrestlers are the people who are like, oh, I hate them. I hate them. They suck, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, if you hate them, why are you wasting your time on shit? Like, why are, like, I don't mean to sound like I'm quoting mean girls, but why are you so obsessed with them? Look,
0: that is very dangerous. That is extremely dangerous there there are crazy people out there like y'all remember a few episodes back where the dude was tweeting lacey evans and he was always telling her to tell her daughter good night for him and all that kind of shit and that's some scary shit y'all start doxing people's information then when something happens to them god forbid you want to sit back and be like, oh, that's sad, and I didn't mean for it to happen. But you understand that when you do that, first of all, you're liable if something happens to them, because if it not for had been for you, their information wouldn't be out there, nobody would be hurt. So okay. your ass is going down, and the person who committed the crime is going down. What about the dudes who just walked up to Arn Anderson's house, man? Like, Arn and- Anderson could have and- called the police. Anderson could have shot their ass. Like, okay. All he had to do was call the police or and pull his, or he could tell them they trespassing and they need to get off his property. Ain't nobody obligated to do shit for you. Okay. And that's, you, you got wrestlers, entertainers, all of that. Just because you have a, you're a fan of someone doesn't mean they're obligated to do anything for you. Y'all went to this man's house and woke him up and got an autograph for what? You could have sleep. Y'all no. got, that was so rude. That's not right. And then now old you got to sit gotta y'all.
1: Sleep. They got to sleep yeah. at least 10 hours. Shit. It's just how scary it's getting. Um, I saw on Twitter where um I, I don't know what I was doing. I was going around was and I saw page. Huh? Was it Ethan Page, I think? No, but I know which one you're talking about. No, this one's even more scarier. Um, there were there was a girl, and she had retweeted this, and she goes, "What the fuck is this bullshit? Leave him alone." And I'm like, "What?" Because of course, when you see something, you're like that. You're like, "Oh, okay." It was a link to Reddit. And there were people so pissed off at Jimmy Havoc, they fe- they said they found the sobriety recovery place where he's at rehab, the rehab he's at, and they were gonna go jump him at rehab. Um, what? And I'm just like, you know, I want to fight Jimmy Havoc as more as much as the next person, but like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? I'll at least wait till he's out treatment. Yeah. <laughs>
0: they need to be like what'd you say she said she gonna wait till he she said she would at least wait until he's out of treatment oh
1: no apparently when there was this big thing like three people were like oh yeah this is the one he works at because like my cousin's uncle niece nephew who he fucks on the side boyfriend works there or some bullshit <laughs> some dude who looks like jimmy havoc i'm like oh so there's a tall british man with tattoos with a drinking problem and substance abuse problem. Wow, that's not a dime a fucking dozen. Like, <laughs> and they were, it was on Reddit, and people were, like, posting pictures of, like, a rehab center. And, you know, as much as I fucking despise Jimmy Havoc right now, out of being a respect um, for just being a decent person, I'm not going to share it. But the Reddit Reddit has deleted it because I think a lot of people, a lot of people, fortunately, were like, hey, this is really fucked up. This dude needs help. He's there for a reason. If he's actually there, you know, and then you're also putting other patients lives in danger. And then one nurse is like, I used to work at a rehab center. And if you try that shit on certain people, they will have no problem whooping your ass because they've been day 15 without a drink and they're just itching for a fight. But what, uh, what was Well, what the other thing? Jordan Grace getting mail at her normal address, on her PO box.
0: Uh, yeah, thing, but, or that that dude's grandma getting stuff mailed to him. Yeah, to Ethan's, his grandma. Ethan
2: Pages um, got grandparents getting shit. You know, that's even worse. Obviously, because I I feel like I at least make one Dolan Twins reference. um <laughs> a video um or a podcast recording but i watched their last video and i don't i don't know it was like something about like people like i don't know something about like people like recording them and them not paying attention and them not realizing it and one was just like very disturbing it was like a compilation i think they were snapchats and it was like these group of girls basically found out where they were like surfing at and like followed them literally all day and while they were out surfing took one took Ethan's shirt and they that's were creepy. like smelling it and shit and like they actually like stole it and then he's like I will always wonder what happened to that shirt and he was like this is also kind of scary
1: that's just downright creepy bruh yeah. and also
2: they've and this is also scary for them because um I don't think, well, they still say they can't talk about it, because I think it's, like, under investigation, but they have, like, a legit, like, stalker situation when someone, like, broke into their house, and they have to have, and they have, like, security now, they have, like, actual, like, security, security people now, because of that, like, just straight up, they were, like, just, they were just, like, in their house,
0: I just read that Nikki Tutorials um, and her fiancé got robbed in their house at gunpoint. That's, oh my god.
2: I I heard she got robbed, but I didn't read anything else more about that.
0: Yeah, she got robbed at gunpoint. That's,
1: like, this is, y'all want to know why wrestlers don't want to meet us, or why they have extra security, or why this, that, and the other? It's because of fuckers like you. You guys are so... And it's not even people y'all like. Like, these Jimmy Havoc people who are posting that, they weren't even fans of his. And, like, you know... Like, this thing with Brandy is, like, you have to have a tougher skin. You can't respond because you learn early. If you respond to trolls, that's what they want. Yeah. And I'm really... I feel horrible, the fact that she got chased off of Twitter. But at the same time, it's like... You said some pretty dumb shit yourself, so you're not completely innocent. But, like, this whole AEW Heels thing, I think, is going to blow up in their face. Because, again, 10 bucks a month, I can pull up WWE Network, and I can access WWE, WCW, ECW. Old shows, old pay-per-views. I can go, like, hell, I can watch the first episode of SmackDown if I want to. Like, if I feel really That's fucking... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah you're gonna charge us 50 bucks to see women when you have some of the i said this before and I'll say it fucking again tell I'm blue in the goddamn face you have some of the best female indie talent on your fucking roster use them like we don't want to pay 50 fucking dollars, we want to see them on Dynamite and that's some bullshit tag team that we know you and the other bitch who can't wrestle, see there's the love hate thing I have with Brandon Rose again <laughs> who doesn't wrestle? We know you guys are gonna win because you haven't pushed. Like, why in God's green earth is one of the best female wrestlers out there, Penelope Ford, partners with Mel?
0: Like, I watched part of that match and Brandy Spear was was not good. Brandy needs work and the sad part is Brandy has access to some of the best wrestlers in the world she should be better than that you should be utilizing that time to get better you've got um, some of the best female talent there as well as the male wrestlers who can help train you I mean you you got, you got you have all of these all of these resources available to you there's no reason why you shouldn't be improving in the ring you have there's been, none you have been fucking
1: malenko one of the best technical submission wrestlers to have ever walked god's green earth why are you not going to
0: guys like him like if you are and you're not improving then girl wrestling just isn't for you and you just need to just be on the business side you can be a valet and there's nothing wrong with being a valet like miss elizabeth or, like, Nancy, um, oh, what's his name? Like, Nancy Benoit, um, or, like, Deborah. You remember Deborah from back in the day? Or, like, how, um, Sable used to be? There's nothing wrong with being a valet. There's nothing wrong with being a manager. Lana was a manager for a very long time. She's better at being a manager than she is a wrestler. Like, that's the thing. It's, like, you know, people
1: think valets, and it's like, no, like, Miss Elizabeth was an awesome valet, woman was an awesome valet, because they were able to, it's like, they fed, like, the the people they with, they, they clicked, like, woman, you know she was, like, some sneaky backhand broad, but at the end of the day, you're like, all right, I respect what you had to do to make sure your guy won, like, you know, ballet's not coming down in, like, a pretty dress and standing in the corner anymore. Like, you can get involved with matches. Like, how many times when Maurice was, like, doing shit, when she was balleting for a while? She was.
0: Many, she got involved in the actual match. Another prime example is Zelina Vega. Everybody, you know, as a character, of course, you love her or you hate her, but she does her job very well. She's very good at being a manager and stoking the fire. She is an excellent superstar. On the male side, you got Robert Stone, Michael Bivins. You've got older guys like um, Teddy Long used to be. That those some of those positions are lost arts that need to be brought back because it just makes wrestling interesting. There's nothing wrong with being that type of character in the W in in AEW. There's nothing wrong with that. You need it. I mean, so I, I don't understand why you... It, it baffles me that they are willing to overlook her mediocrity, and that is not a, a, a dig at her. That's just pure facts, okay? You're overlooking her mediocrity to allow her to be wrestling on television because she didn't make the cut anywhere else So now that she's a part of the company in a main way, she can pretty much wrestle now and do her thing. Like, I'm sorry, but it's just not good enough. It doesn't look good on TV. You're not making sure that at least TV wise she looks good. You don't do that. And it's, it's, I mean, how can you mess up a spear? My five year old can do a spear. I,
1: any like any wrestling fan, we know how to do a spear. It's a very simple move. I mean, it's not simple that you can pull it off, but it's just like, and it's not, it's not something that's like it was her first match. She has been doing. Brandy has been wrestling, and again, I'm not coming for Brandy Rhodes. She's already had enough problems this week. But when, if you're not improving by almost a year, like. Let's just say this: if we're looking at a WWE standpoint and we've seen wrestlers or women, men, whatever, they come in and they don't improve over X amount of time. We don't see them. Like we don't see them on TV. They might be like in the back or whatever, but we don't see them wrestling. And when they do wrestle, oh, it's like I love Lacey but she has been on the main roster for over, almost over a year now. And she still hasn't improved. She's still sloppy. She's still missing cues. She's still doing this. I mean, you, you, you gotta, you know, and there's nothing wrong with being a valet. Like I'm going to say it and it might piss people off, but what I see in Zelina Vega with her being a manager, it gives me woman vibes. Because she's sneaky, she's underhanded, she'll do whatever it takes to make sure her guys win. And that's what women used to do. She used to get up on the fucking rope and get, like, those long-ass nails she had. They were always painted red, long-ass red nails. And she would come up from behind on the guy and, like, scratch her nails into his face. Like, you can still get physical. I mean, for fuck's sake, when Penelope takes Kip kid down to the ring... She fucking DDTs the guy. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just like, I mean, I, I know we're getting sidetracked, but it's just like, you, I, I, I feel bad for it, but at the same time, I'm like, Randy, you don't need to run your mouth, and it's like what Nicole said, you don't see Stephanie popping off on people, you don't see, well, Triple H does it every once in a while, but it's like, you really have to piss them off, because they know These trolls want attention. And when you come back with shit like, F for the love of lemons or some bullshit like that, people are going (laughs) to eat you alive in this business, especially on
0: Twitter, where no one gives a zero fuck. Like... (laughs) I know it seems like we're ganging up on you, but sometimes constructive criticism is the best thing for you, and you just have to listen. And try not to take it so much as people hate you, but more so people care enough to tell you the truth. And the truth is, if you are not mentally prepared to do this job, then you need to tell Cody right now, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to be the head of this division. Make it for someone who can do the job. I just want to wrestle. There's nothing wrong with that. And if you can't tell him that and he hears what you're saying, and something's wrong. And if and if she can't do that, then you need to bring in a woman wrestler or a
1: woman personality. It doesn't even have to be a wrestler, but a female wrestling personality who's been in this business long enough. Fucking bring in Jacqueline. She's been wrestling since like the dawn of time, it seems like. Cause like every time I'm like, oh, she wrestled here, here, and here, and she was she's always in every company. Like I was like, I didn't know she was in here,
0: like. Can't Y'all gotta you do something, know. though, if you're gonna... I mean, it, it, I don't have a problem with you bringing in somebody like Jacqueline
1: or bringing in somebody like, um... Um... Oh, God. Bring her in. Like, bring somebody in who's been in this business who has thick skin so when they do post shit on social media and people are coming for them, they can shut them down or they just ignore them or delete them.
0: That's all it or fucking just. Just get social media manager. Nicole says it all the time. We put that shit on T-shirts. She says it all the time. She is 100% right. It is very clear that you cannot handle being on social media and do this job. So I do think she is correct when she says you need to have a manager to manage your social media. And you won't even have to worry about seeing that kind of stuff. My thing is just because you leave Twitter don't mean they ain't going to follow you to Instagram. They'll do it on Instagram. And you block people on Instagram. We know this. So why didn't you just block them? You didn't even have to read the messages in your DM. You could have just deleted this shit and left it alone. But don't let nobody run you off of social media because of their own personal bullshit. Because they don't believe in something that you do. Not everybody is going to agree or believe with everything that you do. But if you think this was the right move for you and your company, then you stand by your decision. But don't get upset when people critique your decision. That is a natural reaction. It's going to happen. And for grown men to be sitting up here complaining and running off of social media because they don't like what people say, I find it to be very interesting that you guys are so sensitive about your own shit, but you have no problem tearing down other companies when they do what they're doing. You have no problem coming out and making your digs and talking your shit, sitting up in rooms laughing and shit, talking bad about people's belts. Yeah, I'm talking about y'all dogging WWE out because it correlates. You cannot have that type of attitude towards another company but getting your feelings when somebody critiques yours because you got to keep the same energy across the board. Understand that you guys are a public company. You're on national TV everybody's not gonna like what you do so y'all need to get y'all shit together you ain't gotta be so I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit no this is business and business is cutthroat and if your ass can't handle this shit then maybe you shouldn't be at the helm of the business you need to go back to just wrestling and leave it at that because now you see that it ain't as easy as you thought it was now, I'm not saying Vince McMahon and everybody that's at the head of WWE and any other company is better or greater. But they have a certain way that they operate so that they are not so accessible to you. Because I know for damn sure Vince McMahon get thousands of messages in his inbox on Twitter and anywhere else he got on social media. I'm 100% sure of that. But I don't see him going on social media crying and complaining about what people say about him. Neither do you see that with Triple H or Stephanie or Shane or anybody else in the public eye who runs that company. That doesn't happen with NWA Power. It doesn't happen with MLW. So you can't hold yourself to a standard and be like, oh, I don't want to be here because people are attacking me. But then turn around and laugh and make jokes at WWE and dig at them. When they get it worse than you do. And you know this. Y'all gotta get y'all shit together. You gotta get it together. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. In AEW, they the way that AEW came about, Tony Khan went to a party a couple years back. And of course, the rumblings about AEW coming into fruition had started then. But Tony Khan was at a party and he came across um, Warner Media's um, top executive, Kevin Riley. And he talked to him and convinced him hey, at one point you had WCW. It was a big thing. Maybe we can go back to that and bring AEW to the light and have that again. Kevin Riley was a big supporter of that. Him and Tony Khan talked. To of course, you had Cody Rhodes in there at one point, and AEW was born. 18 months after that conversation, AEW came about. Well now. <laughs> some months later Kevin Riley has been let go of his position at Warner Media. During the restructuring of Warner Media, Kevin Riley was fired. So, there is a new company managing all of Warner Media's subsidiaries. Warner Media owns TBS, True TV, TNT, HBO and HBO Max. There's a subsidiary company that runs all four of those subsidiaries. This company was hired and put into place to run these other channels that they own to keep everything and streamline everything under one conglomerate. Kevin Riley was lost in his sauce. He got cut from there. So what does that mean? Now, you know, over here in, in our little place of the world, we don't really – Care for Dave Meltzer But there is one thing I do agree with Dave Meltzer on With Kevin Riley being AEW's biggest cheerleader It's not good that he's gone Because now they have No one to advocate for them When it comes time So if any reason things start to change In terms of Ratings and the way that they are structuring their content, or if people that didn't necessarily care for AEW don't really want this a part of their network, AEW could be removed from the lineup and be and it could be gone. It'd be sent somewhere else. They might end up on YouTube. They may not. But because one of their biggest supporters isn't at the top of the mountain anymore, that is not a good thing for AEW in terms of Their TV contract. Now, they are safe for the next four years. Their contract was renewed through 2024. So they're safe until then. What do you guys think?
2: That was a lot. Um. Um, I don't know. I hope they're since, obviously, since they're so worried about fucking demographics, I'm, I'm hoping someone's keeping track of it, but the way things are going, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know. I hope they're okay. Um, I don't know. They need to hire some people over there. Um, uh,
1: they just, they just better, they want to, if AW wants to succeed, and needs to get it shit together. Like ASAP. Like right now. That
2: and because if you, you watch, don't want people to start doing like they do to WWE and get so pissed off and be like, you know what, I'm not fucking watching anymore.
1: hmm. Well they're already having that problem. But yeah. um you guys yeah.
2: just from this standpoint, yeah, that's that's just not good. It's just not good.
1: They've just lost one of their bigger supporters, and you know, shit keeps going the way it is. They're
0: not gonna succeed
1: for much longer.
0: Now, the one thing that they did say was that AEW Dark was set to be moved. That was supposed to be the third hour, they were supposed to move AEW Dark to main TV and they were supposed to utilize AEW Dark as a means to start storylines, push stories forward or create and introduce new superstars through AEW Dark. So, Dark that has been nothing but squash matches. Well, that's why they were going to move it. They were th- that's why I called- the way that they worded it in the article was that Riley was very vocal about AEW, and he, of course, backed it 100%. They were already, the rumors were already running around about them adding the third hour. We're aware of this. The third hour was rumored to be, you know, an extension of AEW Dynamite. It was also rumored to be, like, um, a main event type of situation. They wanted to take AEW Dark off of YouTube and move it to TNT. They wanted to make it its own standalone show, but it would also introduce new talent and help move line storylines and start new storylines. It would move out of the forum that it's in now and more into a helper of the main show for AEW Dynamite. Oh, my gosh. We're going to move on to one more piece of news. Big E was, um, he had an interview, and he was talking to Bleacher Report about his singles push and how he felt about it and how he felt about the critiques of his character. And he did address Booker T. Let me see if I still have those receipts. He did address Booker T and how Booker T felt about him being a singles competitor and um, what Booker T said in regards to him having to change his persona and his gear and everything. So let me just pull that up. Now, one thing I do want to reiterate because I was right and I just, it felt so good. To know that I was right In this interview Big E said Mustafa Ali got hurt And he was supposed to be the one To go up against Daniel Bryan At Wrestlemania That was his shot So when Mustafa got hurt They had to replace him And Kofi was the next guy So that's how Kofi got his title shot Which is what I was telling people For a long time and only people that believed me were you two, and a few other people that were on my live. Oh,
2: then said that we were all saying that. And they're like, no. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It was, it was we were like, it was about to strap. They was about to strap the um rocket on Ali. Yeah. Like they they were ready.
0: And Ali got hurt, so he got pulled, and then now he's he's trying to fight his way back up, which I really hope. He gets there because Ali does deserve it. Okay? And who's the champion?
2: It's Drew McIntyre. It's are oh, right Jesus, now. I forgot. Um, I feel bad, Drew. I'm sorry. That's not his fault. Um, <laughs> he probably, not to Randy, but to somebody, um, should drop it. Preferably Mustafa. Um, Braun Strowman should have dropped that shit um, months ago, the day are after he, he got it. You leave Strowman
0: alone. (laughs) Anyway,
2: Hormostaphali,
0: I'd be sick every day. Yeah, it Biggie made it made it a point. He did answer the questions, and he was very respectful to Booker T. But he also said that Big Show was very dead set against the New Day. He felt like Xavier Woods and um. And Biggie were not going to get where Kofi could, and he felt like Kofi, being a part of the New Day, was going to kill Kofi's career. Um, And he was very vocal to their faces. He walked up to Kofi, and he was just like, what are you doing with these two? You have world champion potential, and now you're just going to throw it away with these two. I can't make this up. It's on the Bleacher Report. You can read it for yourself. Now, Big Show has since apologized, but the fact that he would just say that to two people that he works with in their face, that's fucked up, okay? Like, that's real messed up. You could at least say it to Kofi, you know, on the side. Anyway, back to Booker T. So Booker T, of course, voices his opinion a lot, which nobody asks for. And he says that he feels like Big E's character currently is too campy and too goofy to be championship material in any capacity. He says he needs to change his gear and he needs to switch his attitude to being more aggressive and more angry. So there went, Big he's e's, trying to say the same thing that he said about Kofi then, isn't he? Correct. Um, so here's what he said. He said, I think Booker T also mentioned something about us splitting up. And he said people can have opinions, but we've done this by believing in ourselves as a trio. He says that he wants to be as entertaining as possible outside and inside the ring. And he said, but things have to make sense. It allows me to go somewhere if I'm still myself. If you're always angry, if you're always serious, there's no place to go if someone pushes you. I like where I'm at now. And what he said makes sense. If he turns like Bobby Lashley, where else is there for him to go? And if you recall, when Big E first got to WWE, he was angry. He was a big, brooding, imposing figure, and that got him nowhere. So, I don't think... He says, thanks for the advice, Booker, but I think I'm going to continue doing what I know... Works for me, which is true. You get to see Biggie's personality. Biggie has a very big, boisterous, fun personality, but he also knows when he has to be serious, and that's when that bell rings and it's time to wrestle. He can have fun, but he does know how to take this, he does know how to take that match where it needs to be. So I, I'm on Big E's side I think Booker T is very critical Of black wrestlers more specifically And he doesn't give The other wrestlers the same smoke And I just all don't understand Why he feels like all the big guys Have to be the same character So you want another black guy That's big like Big E You want another big guy Coming into WWE With the same attitude the same angry You want him to be like Mark Henry Mm. that rarely worked for Mark Henry, to be honest with you. Nobody was checking for Mark Henry until so he started doing that sexual chocolate shit. And then he had that, that baby hand with May. You know, we
1: don't talk about that.
0: <laughs> oh, but that, that's what happened. <laughs> Yo, May, May gave birth to a hand. That's that some shit that I will never forget. So... You in there making out with this? Let me go. It's just a mess. He also said that it's not a shot at Booker T at all, and he's thoroughly entertained by his career, but this is a man who won a world title around his waist as King Booker with a faux English accent. Let's put things in perspective here. And it was entertaining, and it was great, and it worked. For me, I hear some of it because people bring it to my attention. And I know Booker is, suppo- is a supporter, so this is not supposed to be a shot at him. But that is what he did, which he is correct. So what do you think about Booker T's comments against Big E? And how do you feel about Big E's response to them?
1: As always, Big E's keeping it classy. And um, if we want to talk about Non-problematic people That we need to get behind He's definitely one of them Um, As for T He needs to shut up Because like You know that's all And You know when It goes like he was saying that shit When Kofi was champ And you know He could have Like I'm Kofi's a big A big boy He can take care of himself But You know, but it would have been nice to see more support from, like, a WWE legend to say, you know, I like what Kofi's doing. It's new. It's fresh. it's And we've said it, too, when Kofi was champ. Like, there was nothing wrong with being someone who's positive and bright color and, you know, just, you know, he's doing the work. Like, who the fuck cares, man? And that was the only problem I ever saw. With Kofi, people having with Kofi Singh is like, uh, he's too, he's all positive, he's not, he's wearing bright colors and unicorns. I'm like, so the fuck what? Like, why? And honestly, I don't, I don't care who I pissed off by saying this, who the fuck cares what Booker T thinks? He was running around looking like a goddamn Game of Thrones cosplay reject. <laughs> like, it, you know, and it's like you know Booker, we you wanna you wanna see some shit? Let let we could really go back into your WCW career if Uh-oh. we really want to. I, I can I can go off on Booker T. Um, GI what? Father of bad accents. <laughs>
2: what? Um, Booker T. First of his name, father of bad accents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't it, know. Oh, maybe not. It's probably not
1: funny. I tried. <laughs> I thought it was so weird. <laughs> um, no, it's just like y- you want to talk about stupid gimmicks. Okay. Um, We can talk about GI Bro when you were part hey. of it's In Action. No one, seems hey, to, one remembers yeah. to remember that. Um, how about the time that you and your brother split up? And you couldn't even use your name. You couldn't do anything that you had to do with fucking uh, Harlem Heat. You came out to some, you know, generic, dumbass sound and music. Um, let's talk about the, oh, let's talk about this infamous, infamous match in WCW. Y'all remember the 49er Cole, pers- like, it was like the 49er match or whatever, and it was like the title was like there was four poles around the ring, and I want to thank Brian Zane for reminding me of this car crash. It was like four, like it was four things around the ring or boxes that were held up on poles, and the object was not One of the titles, the, t- the title was in one of the boxes. Whoever found it won. Now Booger, let's remind some stuff that you that you pulled out of there. Um, sex toys, oh. an autograph picture of Scott Hall. Oh, wow. Uh, you want to think that your career, you never had to do anything stupid? And, and, you know, when you won that title, everyone was excited. And, you know, you became world champ. Okay, awesome. And I was one of the people who were behind it. Like, okay, cool. He's finally he finally got it. But, Booker, let, let's not sit here and say you didn't do some stupid-ass shit, too. Like, So at least Kofi, you know, like this is who he is, and it's like, who, you know, so what? He's happy and up and positive. Don't we have enough bullshit going on in this world right now? Why to Why doesn't it hurt to have someone who's actually positive all the time?
2: Amen. Um, I just don't like it because also goes into the thing that um black wrestlers only can fit in certain type of molds and I Mm -hmm. think that's what it is essentially Mm -hmm. and he Mm -hmm. hasn't been able to break himself from that and that's 100% all on him like that has nothing to do with anybody Mm -hmm. also like majority of most of Kurt Angle's run he was goofy as hell Mm -hmm. run around chugging milk with a baby cowboy hat just being a fucking idiot. But it worked. (laughs) It did. Because he was like, you know what? He's goofy, but it's like he can still... um, I'm sick of these fucking tweets. Um, He can still go in the ring. So it's like it's like what are you really really mad about is this soy sauce in
0: here what is it, <laughs> it sorry
2: i'm in my refrigerator i'm very confused um
1: <laughs> no what you just said nicole i think it hits a nail on the head like why are you really mad booker like why do you have to make a comment every time we're in you know a black wrestler whether it's male or female you know because you came out with the whole thing about naomi you were on mm-hmm. a company. You're all like, I mean, even look at um, what MVP Shelton Benjamin and, and Lashley are doing. Like, they're they're uplifting.
2: I,
0: I like it. I like the three of them together. I
2: like it. I like it a lot more than I thought I would, to be completely honest. But you
0: don't see. I them. hate them, but I'm supposed to, so I'm fine.
2: <laughs> <hate> yeah, you're <laughs> supposed to hate them, but I like the idea of it, and but I, I, I like what too. he's doing,
0: and, and I'm glad he's there. Because if he wasn't, they wouldn't have this opportunity.
2: And that's MVP is literally doing what Booker T and um Mark Henry should be doing. Well,
1: say Because like you don't see him cause like, you know, they're not, you know, I don't want to say stereotypical, but they're not doing what Booker like is like, like he needs to do this, that and the other. Like to me, that's just a group of three men who are wanting to run roughshot all over the
0: fucking division, like, on Raw, and I'm okay. They are what he wants. They are what Booker T wants, though. They are not, you know, they're not campy. They're not goofy. They're the hurt business, and that's fine, but black people are not just brutalizing, you know, always ready to fight underhanded people. We have levels to us just like any other race for people so why can't you display that why can't naomi be the glow and bianca be your hard-hitting fast talking you know girl with all of the rhymes she got all that swag why can't you have that why can't big e be that fun loving big guy that big teddy bear of a man but still be the man why can't he do that why does he have to fit into this little box that Booker T deems to be oh that's when you're at the pinnacle because right now Bobby Lashley is that bruising brutalizing character and he is not champion well you know like we've seen New Day
1: snap we've seen them when they are they are pushed to their limit like when they were heels or when they're faces like, you see it where it's like the goofiness drops and they get serious in their matches. Like, when Kofi was going against Brian and he starts screaming, no, it's my time, it's my time. 11 years, 11 years, you know, he's screaming. And you see, like, because that's the thing people are still saying. Like, New Day is just about unicorns and pancakes. I'm like, you guys realize New Day is, com- like, Big E, Kofi, and Xavier are probably three of the best people on that on that roster. Hmm. And, like, you guys were okay with it when they were heels and they were annoying everybody. But as soon Mm -hmm. as they turn faces and Kofi gets the champion, all of a sudden, you can't be positive. You can't be goofy. Like, I liked it. I liked for once. Like, that's why I like Drew. Because he's serious, but he's, like, a sarcastic smartass. Oh, Drew looks so good on... He's, like, a sarcastic smartass. And Shout like out to talk. his wife. And it's like, so <laughs> he gets his little goofy moments too, but it's like when he gets in the ring, he's serious, and that's what pisses me off. And it's just like Booker. T, am okay. I'm gonna say something that might piss people off. Booker T is reminding me a lot about Jericho. Is that he sounds so bitter that he never got, like people never got behind them fully as they do New Day that he's just going to drag and drag and drag and bitch and complain about anybody that's like new day or Naomi or Bianca or whoever, like they're over. Shouldn't you be happy that in that? I'm not trying, not happy, but shouldn't you be ecstatic that black men and women are finally getting their, the spot that they deserve in pro wrestling, especially in the WWE. A places. Yeah. Like get the fuck out of here with that
0: miss me with that bullshit.
2: I know that's right, Alexis.
0: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, I ain't nothing else to be said on that one.
2: So um, I don't he whack dude for real. Honestly. Well he just fucking whacked. I think um, the braids
1: I think the braids fucked up his head. And like, again... <laughs> maybe too
2: tight. Shout out, shout out to MVP for always being encouraging. Yes. And Really, actually looking out for these black performers and campaigning campaigning for them and supporting them and being an actual elder within the community.
0: Um, Where was Booker? And not just picking and choosing, not just picking and choosing, but actually extending a hand to everybody who he sees needs help. Mm -hmm. Because Mark Henry does pick and choose. Like, he gave Bianca all of the, the rope in the world, and it's mm-hmm. no shade to Bianca because I love Bianca, but he didn't extend that same hand to Leo Rush, and he should have. He should have. Where
1: was the, uh, so let me guess, like, would would Booker T have a problem with Shelton Benjamin when they did that whole gimmick with his mom, or Lashley when they had him with Lana? Or, I don't know, because you know why? They had to.
0: They had to do would, that
1: or MVP coming out dressed out like a goddamn Power Ranger saying he was going to retire Ric Flair. Like, he's gotten better. Like, I like the Punisher jumps. I like the Punisher one. I like the Black Panther one. Like, he, mm. I'm going to say, it, MVP, I respect for like what you're doing for uh black wrestlers right now. But, man, you look like a fucking Power Ranger <laughs> 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 reject. <You're such a laughs> <shit. laughs>
2: Speaking of MVP, did, did you, we also want to mention how he saw, signed a multi million dollar or a, a multi year contract?
0: He sure did. And so I'm happy congratulations to you. And that means that we're going to get better things on the horizon for him because he's a producer and he works the main show. So the uh, the MVP, just fix it.
2: <laughs> also, I just think it's so crazy because. You remember When I don't think Because I watched this documentary Or this episode of him It was like a couple years ago Actually it wasn't that long ago And you know he was talking about how he was like He knows that he's reaching the tail end Of his wrestling career Mhm. And he was like And then obviously when we saw him at When I saw him at Royal Rumble And I was like oh this is it Yeah He's gonna do this, and he's gonna sail on to the yonder, and I'll be happy for him. But then he showed up the next day, and then he showed up <laughs> like a week later, and then he just like kept showing up, and you're just like, okay, and you're just like, what? And he just kept, just kept, kept being there, kept being there, and then. I just think it's so cool that they realize how valuable he is. Yeah. Not just, and they were just like, we could have really used someone like this and y'all really could. And we really do need more people like him. So I think that's just fantastic. I agree. Mm hmm career wise. um, I'm happy that he has that security Especially during times that are so uncertain I'm happy that he's able to cause It's not like he wasn't before Um Even provide his son with an even more Comfortable lifestyle And I I'm, agree And he really deserves that so I'm just happy that He's able to do all this stuff I don't think he thought That none of this was going to happen obviously
0: Hmm <sighs>
1: You, you better Booker, like, right? and or you know, you could always just, or you could just shut the fuck up. One of the two. Well, let me.
0: And I agree. <laughs> just, just stop boxing us in this little box that you yourself don't put yourself in, because nobody would believe you if you were coming out there like that. So don't force somebody else to live in your world. Let them be who they are and try to enjoy wrestling for what it is because it's motherfuckers like you that make it very difficult to enjoy wrestling. And with that being said. Well, guys, that's all we got. We ain't got no more. Make sure you stay tuned for part two. I can't talk today. Make sure you stay tuned for part two. It is coming up next. That is going to be our wrestling recap. We're going to cover AEW Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, and we're going to also cover Impact at the tail end of the show. So I hope you guys stay tuned for that, and we'll see you guys in there.